You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Gene Johnson. From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Hannibal After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Hannibal After Show. No. Did you like that? You're impressed. That was good. You you do a really good Hannibal opening impersonation really well. Welcome, everybody. This is, by, by judging by Joe Sanfilippo's whale voice, this is uh, the Hannibal AfterBuzz show. And I am not Joe Braswell. He has been uh, working. Is that the usual Joe, thing we say? He's been Joe, working. Joe Braswell, did, did, he had to go work at Coachella for, for the good people of the Lincoln Motor Company. At and, and when he hit Coachella, Coachella hit him back very, very hard. <laughs> And so Joe is picking his happy uh, happy ass up off the floor Got and it. will hopefully Got be it. able to function again someday. Uh, hopefully we'll see him someday <laughs> in the future. Last time he did this was Woodstock, and he didn't recover for years. Oh, oh man. Oh, so you, you. <laughs> Listen, he was, he was only 17 at Woodstock. So, I mean... <laughs> So anyway, welcome everybody. I'm Nando Velasquez. Sitting across from me, first of all, is the ever-present uh, Mr. Joe Sanfilippo. Nice to be with you guys. And and next to him is the beautiful, lovely, ravishing, sparkling. Are you forgetting my name? Is that why you're stalling? <laughs> Julia Carley. For, for those of you who, who don't know, and how could you, for a little context, Nando might have said something quasi-insulting casually when he walked in and is now trying desperately to remove uh-huh. the foot. Did I say anything insulting? That, I don't is, know if I did. that has been jammed down his throat. Okay. <laughs> and that is Stephen Lemieux and in the booth course, helping Stephen us Lemieux. out. Yeah, oh, help, man. Love help, this episode, guys. Helping us <laughs> Uh, I think that's Steve's cue to say, let's talk about the episode. So, let's do it. Yeah, so first of all, this is, uh, what number is this one? It's not eight. up on the board. I think it's eight. Yeah. It's a great episode. It's, uh, if I can say this right, it's Suzakana. Sounds great. Suzakana. With a little hyphen there, so I'm not sure what the hyphen's for. Did you look this up? Do you I'll know tell what? you what Suzakana is. Yes. It is a small dish used to clean the palate, such as vegetables dipped in vinegar. Mm. Mm. And that is all I have. And it's to cleanse the palate. To cleanse the palate, much and, like you would use a sorbet. And interestingly enough, I think this episode does kind of cleanse the palate a little bit because it, it ended a bit on a reset button, in uh, my opinion, with Will going back into therapy with Hannibal. Well, he's been so. in therapy with Hannibal, but yes. Well, going back into therapy after being put in, uh, put away for you know being considered a homicidal psychopath and now it seems like it reset again but i want to talk about i want to start off talking about the opening scene because i think it was such a beautiful beautiful scene set out uh out ice fishing with jack and will and there were just so many um just so much symbolism in this scene i have to say this and i think we should talk about it because the scene is obviously there for us to talk about yes but i'm going to say it's a long way to go for a couple of metaphors because i grew up in southern california and the idea of sitting on the ice (laughs) to fish Mm -hmm. fish that don't want to even eat because their metabolisms have been slowed down by because it's flipping freezing out yeah and you're going to sit there around the i don't understand you i will I think it's safe to say I will never understand. You could write to me on Twitter or, or on the interwebs and tell me all the various reasons ice fishing rocks. 
And just having said those things together makes me kind of like laugh. But um, I don't think I'll ever, uh, I'll ever understand how ice fishing is a thing. Is that a prerequisite to work for the FBI to just speak only in innuendo? I think it's part <laughs> of the rule. Ever actually in, say what what you mean? In Brian so Fuller's world, it is. Should we discuss the trout then? Yes, yes, the trout. The trout. The, the trout. trout. Let's go talk about trout fishing. Yes, absolutely. I, I just love this because, in a way, the trail is cold. After what has happened, they've caught who they think is the Ripper, which was uh, Dr. Chilton. And he's had and his he face is, conveniently blown off. <laughs> conveniently. Although some people, I can't remember who, said they thought he might still be alive. I think he thing? still might be alive. You still think he might be alive. Because the shot went in the face. And there's no brain behind the face. The brain is behind the head. So I, I don't see. I'm just saying he could be walking around doing a funny face shot thing. And he's in, he's in special FBI protective custody somewhere. part of his jaw. I know we That's want what I'm him. Saying. I know we want him to be alive. I just don't believe he's alive. I I. I understand. I understand how some people could think that. But nonetheless, the trail for the real killer, who Will feels is still out there, is cold, and it's harder to catch a fish when uh, when 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 the water's cold. Like you said, the fish are, isn't hungry. It's Hannibal hungry. has no reason to be hungry right now. In fact, he's very satisfied. He he's been satiated for the moment with the uh, with the misdirect. You of have Dr. to uh, you have to get the fish excited. You have to use live bait. You have to get the fish excited. What do you say? You have to create a reality where only you and the fish exist. Yes. And I believe that's why, and, and he talks about it a little bit later on with Hannibal, but I believe that's exactly why he's back in therapy with Hannibal, because he wants to create this relationship where he's sitting across from him, just like I'm sitting across from you, and, and we're the only people in each other's world well, for that Well, he needs hour. to be the lore. Yeah. There's nobody else. Exactly. They've been using lots of fish metaphors. The last episode, they talk about how you catch a fish once, you're, it's going to be even harder to catch it again. Well, and what about you, Will fishing in the stream? Yeah, Will's yeah. been fishing in the scene since, uh, since the first episode yeah. of season of two. Season. So this is the first time we've seen him actually fishing in a very cold stream. So I think it's a very, very, very blatant metaphor. But, you know, I, Jack seems to really believe him. You know? Yeah, he's he's really, just, he's you really hook really him, I'll land this. him. Yeah, I'll land him. I'll bring him in. Yeah. So he's not sold on the Chilton story either. I think he's still he's still cautious. I mean, we talked about this a little bit last week on if Jack really, really believes Will. But I think he's still cautious because there were some lines said a little bit later on in front of Hannibal. But well, I think that's Jack's, contrived. I think that's all very contrived. I think that's to save face in Jack's front of Hannibal. Jack's a smart guy. I can't imagine he looked at Chilton and went, yeah, you could definitely have done all this. Hmm. I don't believe it for a second. I mean, the evidence all points that way, and there's no way that Jack could prove anything else. But I don't I don't know. It doesn't, I, don't, I don't buy it. Mm. One thing I do love about the whole trout thing, too, is after they caught their trout, which was very hard to find, and they brought it over to Hannibal, where he made this incredibly decadent, uh, amazing meal. I must say, again, growing up in Southern California, typically, if you're the person who is tasked with preparing the fish, that is the crap job. Because usually if you go out fishing, that meant you got to go out on the lake, on the boat, in the boat. You had a bunch of beers all day long. Yeah. It was really nice. Maybe you started with a couple layers, but as the sun came out, you took them off. You wound up in shorts and a t-shirt. You brought the fish back, and you basically dumped it on your girlfriend or whoever it was going to was going to cook it. And, and you were like, it and- cook it. I'm the great white hunter. And then and then you got to sit back and cook it. Now, in this instance, with the ice fishing, I can't help but feel that Hannibal absolutely got the better end of the deal. So... <laughs> So wait, you, you will bring the fish to me and I will cook it here without sitting on my frozen ass outside? I win. Well, you could just go to a supermarket, too. I mean, I'm a city guy. That's what I do. Back where I'm from in New York, we just go to a supermarket, you know? We go to Pathmark or, or if you're in Manhattan, maybe Fairway. You get some really nice fresh trout and you bring it home and you give it to your girlfriend or your mom or whatever and they cook it for you. I just pay for it and go to a restaurant. There you go. There you go. She's even, she even cuts, <laughs> she gets the middleman out completely. Just goes and do it. But, uh, but there Don't was like some octopus. There was like some octopus in that meal. It yeah. was like a really yeah. interesting, crazy deal. There was a deal. broth, as I recall. Uh, yeah. And it was 
was. And and the one thing uh, he was calling this an exotic dish, uh, and he said about the um, trout that the trials of experience flavor the flesh yes. of the trout. And I guess that's the same way when you hunt, apparently, I think, depending on how you kill, if you stress the meat, it kind of affects the meat. I guess the hormones. That, well, that's why we, that's why with, with the, uh, with, with cows now, um, they had that, 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 uh, that autistic lady, I cannot think of her name right now, but, uh, but she basically came up with, um, the new way in the last 30 years that we, that we process beef. Because if you spook them right before you you kill them, there's there it releases the um the uh, it releases chemicals into the meat that sours the taste a little bit. Yeah. So if they don't get spooked, if they you know, and they keep them very shielded now, and they they kind of walk up a, at my understanding, they walk up to the end of it, and they get right in the back of the head. They never know it's coming, so the meat the meat has a better taste. Mm. And uh, and and uh, but I think that Hannibal would probably like the taste of the spooking a little bit. I think Hannibal would enjoy <laughs> that little adrenal. Dump into the meat. There. <laughs> it's possible. Dump. That's what it is, isn't it? I mean, it's adrenaline that dumps into the meat. I think. I think it's something like that. Well, anyway, this trout apparently it, it gets it absorbs the experience, and it changes the fish, and and they use that experience pretty much as to where they are right now. So everything has been reset. I think this was a nice little way of saying Hannibal saying, "Okay, everything seems the same." Will's mm-hmm. back in therapy. He's out of he's out of prison. He's back as a consultant for the FBI. But we have absorbed the past experience. It has changed us, and this. This is not the same thing that's happened. And now we're back able to in move season on. one, and we're moving forward, just like the trout in yes. a way. Except for the trout's a nice, tasty dish, and who knows, maybe one of them will be one soon. So, but they also need each other, he says, because they're the only ones who'll ever understand what they what went they've through. been through. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, and just to go into, let's just talk a little bit more about Will and Hannibal because uh, let's talk. What do you think about this relationship? This stage of their relationship has they have they really absorbed their experience and moved forward? Um, I, I don't know. I I don't think they move forward. I mean, we we find Will in this episode a much uh, blunter Will, mm-hmm. much more to the point. Mm-hmm. Um, that whole scene, that therapy session scene, where he which is a he, beautiful scene, beautiful scene, and he says to him, "You may have to pretend, but I don't. I prefer sins of omission to outright lies." And he Ugh. very clearly states, "Do not lie to yeah. me." Mm. Um, so I think this is a whole other dynamic to this relationship, that unlike anything we've seen between them before. There's no, there's no dancing around the situations. I mean, last episode he had an opportunity to kill him, and he didn't. Right. Instead, he finds him interesting, which I thought was well, uh, that's very what powerful. Yeah. Mm. Hey, he said. He said. You know, Hannibal asked him. You fantasize about killing. You still fantasize about killing me. How? How would you do it? And Will says, "My hands." And and uh, and it, <laughs> well, Will is finding this truth out about himself. And um, and and Hannibal says, "You know, he's finding out this truth about myself." And Hannibal says, "Doing bad things to bad people makes you feel good." Mm-hmm. And um, and Will says, "I don't want to kill you," and not when I'm finally finding you interesting, like you just said. Yes. And um, what, what I find interesting about this whole exchange. Is again this choice that Will has made not to be uh, a quintessential hero? I think this makes. I said this last week. I think this makes Will more of a gray character. If you know that a homicidal maniac is this person, Hannibal, mm-hmm. if you are you are possessed of this knowledge, you should be. I, I mean, you are morally required. I feel to do something about it, even if that requires some, something of a sacrifice uh, on your own behalf. If that means that you eliminate this person. Knowing that he's killed dozens of people and he's going to continue to do it, mm. I feel that it is it is it puts you in a gray moral area not to choose to do it. And I think that this is almost all, I mean it's it's interesting to me because he's he's playing with fire, but I think this is what Hannibal's ultimately trying to do is lure out 
the, 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 the gray or the dark will that's in there. And I think we get there at the, at the final scene where he's, he pulls well, the trigger. Will, the only reason that guy, that, that, that Ingram doesn't get blown away is because Hannibal's thumb inter, intercepts the hammer. Yeah. The hammer is literally coming down. Well, let's not jump ahead to that yet because you, you did make a really good point. And Hannibal even said when Will was, uh, was talking about, uh, well, he, first of all, it said that, you know, we, ha- apparently we haven't worked past apologies and forgiveness, which yeah. they were, which they mentioned in the scene with the trout at dinner time, that it was about apologies and forgiveness this dinner. And apparently we haven't. And Will, Hannibal said that, Will, you like doing bad things to bad people and it makes you feel good. That's why, that's why you have these urges right now, because doing bad things to bad people makes you feel good. I think it's a really dangerous game that Will is playing. He came out of prison thinking that he is completely in control and that he knows how, how, uh, how to deal with Hannibal and how to read him and read between his lines and Mm. he knows who he is and what he is. Um, but as we learned, and we'll get into it later, but at the end of this, he's not in control. You know, he's not at all. I think Lecter has been inside his head for oh, yeah. way too long, and is, as they, I think Alana said, it, it opened a door that he doesn't know how to close. Well, well I he, also yeah, go ahead. I also think it's super interesting that Will last episode or two episodes ago, did he decide not to shoot Hannibal? Was that last week? It was two episodes. Two two whenever it was. It was yeah. Will decided I'm not going to shoot you. But he was he was willing at the end of this episode to shoot Ingram. So what is interesting to me is that Will would have chosen to do to do exactly what I feel would have been the hero's move with Hannibal Mm. with this other guy. Well, don't forget one of the reasons why Hannibal stopped him was saying you're not going to know the truth, and that's one thing that Will wants to know. Will's analytical mind wants to put everything together, and just putting it into Hannibal would uh, deprive him of that. This guy Ingram. He feels he knows everything. In fact, we'll talk more about this. I definitely want to have a separate topic on this. But it's very much a mirror. Ingram and uh, and Peter, their relationship is a mirror Absolutely. to Will and Hannibal. It's like a mini-me mirror. Yeah, <laughs> very much <laughs> so. Know? But I think the one thing that's important is Will has, and it was mentioned in that scene, I just wrote key scene when Hannibal and Will were together. And, and Will's pretty much saying, I prefer sins of omission rather mm-hmm. than outright lies, which was a I mean, gorgeous scene. Mm-hmm. Best scene of the, of the whole show. I agree. Uh, Will also claimed he's been he's been reborn and in a way he has been reborn but this time he's reborn with with certain knowledge that he didn't have before and that's what he's using here. he also said he discovered a truth about himself when he tried to have hannibal killed from inside prison and, the and truth that's the was, same sort of time when we saw the the massive antlers growing out of him yes uh, and we mm-hmm. saw all that imagery it just shows that there's this this internal mental shift in what he's willing to do so he's accepting the stag I believe so. Yeah, I, I can totally see that. I can totally. Which is ultimately, he's doing it from a more righteous position, a more well, righteous idea. Well, that ultimately idea. doesn't matter. I mean, I really, no. that then that. I mean, from Hannibal's point of view, right? If we accept that the reason he's been into Will this whole time is because he's his friend and he wants him to become what he sees underneath, what he sees the, the he sees in Will. If you have the empathy to understand these killers, then clearly there's some sort of a killer deep inside you. So mm-hmm. I'm going to find a way to get it out. So if that's what Hannibal's been doing, if I mean, because we've been we've been searching for Hannibal's uh, motivation this entire time, like why do you have this relationship with Will? What is in it for you? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, it's a game, and then you can say that it's a pastime or it's a game. But ultimately, a man of Hannibal's intellect, what is the game? And if the game is, I'm going to unleash Will. I'm going to unlock this thing that's in, that I see in Will that nobody else sees. So if that's what he's been doing, then the end of this episode is Hannibal's success. He's done it because Will pulls the trigger. He is willing to kill this guy, mm. and and, uh, and and with his own hands. 
not hiring somebody else to do it, not out of desperation, but out of as an avenging angel. And however it is that you drink the... Wait, the, did Will the, pull the trigger? Yes. He did pull the he trigger. He pulled it. The only I must have been writing stopped, a note because... He, uh, what stopped the hammer is Hannibal's thumb. He literally put his thumb in between the hammer and, and, the, uh, and, and, the, and, the, and the barrel. Mm, okay. Wow. And, which is why they chose a revolver, I'm assuming, as opposed to a 45, because that wouldn't have, or, or, or an automatic, because it wouldn't have worked on a 9mm or, or a 45, but it worked on a, on a, on a, on a 38 special. I was busy writing, like, everything Hannibal said at the end oh, there. I, I must have, I must have <laughs> missed that little bit, which is important, obviously. Yeah. I mean, either way, it shows that he turned the corner. I, I, I had it down pretty much that he was just about to turn a corner, but it's huge that he actually did. Uh, the question is, you know, Hannibal was trying to stop him and say, and say, you know, I'm zooming ahead a little bit more than I wanted to, but he pretty much said, "Don't do this for Peter. Do this for yourself." Mm-hmm. And he, if he still did that, that's really interesting because it definitely plays into what Hannibal said, which is, "You're incredibly unpredictable." Here, I, I may have, uh, I may have made you reborn. I may have, uh, right? I may have molded you a certain way, but you're certainly unpredictable. I'm paraphrasing what he said, more or less. Um, yeah. I think he stopped him for a reason because he's still he's still molding Will in in his own vision and even though he doesn't have complete control which is what he's realizing mm. but he I think he finds that to be beautiful and intriguing but I think he has something planned for him. I think he has his first kill planned for him. I think he oh, doesn't so they want, have been, I don't think he wants him to it waste can't be Ingram. this first kill. Well, it's not his first this. kill. I mean he killed he killed uh what, what's his name? Yeah, um, but Last season, yeah, but, but I mean, it was but a different this, thing. This, this different is side of well, this, very different side this of well, darker well. Yeah, I think he, I think he has it planned. Mm-hmm. I think he wants him to play into whatever idea, whatever game he has, and I think he's planning his first kill. And I mean, the idea of an avenging angel. I mean, it's a, it's a slippery slope. I would imagine. In, in in one's mind, if you're going to say, okay, well, it's okay for me to kill you because I'm convinced you're bad. So if that's okay, mm-hmm. then what's the next step? Then what's the next step? So then, then, then it's really a matter of me deciding who gets to get killed and who doesn't get to get killed. And then uh, we, we've said it for a long time. We always like shows where we agree with the uh, uh, lawlessness is cool as long as we agree with the person who is in charge of the lawlessness. Yeah. We uh, well, there's no rules, but as long as we agree that you should be able to shoot a bad guy, we're we're all good with it. Well, that's the thing. We're we're all on Will's side here, and and of course Ingram did something horrible in this case. We'll talk about that shortly. Uh, and Will was going to. He was going to kill him. He was going to shoot him. And as I said before, Hannibal mentioned, well, doing bad things to bad people makes you feel good. And apparently it makes us feel good because we're kind of rooting, in a way, we're kind of rooting for Ingram to get caught. Or we're rooting for whoever the bad guy, whoever's doing these grisly type of murders week to week. We're rooting for them to do this. But Hannibal, half of the time, is the one who ends up killing these people and doing his his own duty with them. Does that make Hannibal a hero in our eyes? Oh, well, no, obviously not. No. And so this is, again, would that make Will a hero in our well, eyes when he turns that corner? Well, here's my thing about Will. I, I've said it for the last couple of weeks. Will is, in my mind, no longer a hero. A hero's job, if, if you want to look at the classical, what we term a hero, mm-hmm. a hero's job is to be willing to sacrifice himself for the greater good. And, and Will did not do that. Will has ever since he's gotten out of prison. Isn't he sacrificing himself right now no, by he, going he, off no, the deep is, end mentally? No, because he's he's following <laughs> he's following a rabbit down the rabbit hole, right? If you want to view it, if you want to use that metaphor for yeah. it. But one way or another, he knows that Hannibal is the Chesapeake Ripper. He knows that Hannibal's going to kill again. There is no doubt in his mind. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that he has not taken his opportunity to kill Hannibal, straight up kill him. Yeah. Based on all the information he has, then then at that point you're putting the general public at risk. 
you're putting everybody else at risk. You're putting your sense of satisfaction, your desire to get to the bottom of this, mm-hmm. your desire to understand what Hannibal was doing. At, at you're, you're putting that above anybody that Hannibal's going to kill from here out. So I'm, I'm saying to you that Will is no longer what I would call a quote-unquote hero. But mm-hmm. he also has to prove this to everybody. And if he No, just he doesn't have to him- prove it. That's what I'm saying. As a hero, you don't have to prove it. The, the heroes, you know, he would end up going to jail. Though who cares? That. He would go to jail. That's Chilton's, the point. Uh, name would be marred for all of eternity. But that dead doesn't or not matter. Dead. That doesn't I, matter. If, if you look at it from a, a, from the simple the simple equation for me is Hannibal alive equals more people dead. Period. Mm-hmm. And if you can't prove it, and it's going to take you six, eight, ten months to prove it, and he kills fifteen people in those ten months, as opposed to you pulling the trigger when you had the opportunity, or when you come into the session each week. Yeah. Anybody after that that dies you are in some way responsible for it because you knew that this person was going to do it, was going to kill. So I guess from my point of view... That could, that could also apply to Jack. That could apply to a lot of other people who Will has been telling is Hannibal. You know, I mean, well, they, they don't the know it for sure. Jack can still Jack can still wrap himself up. I'm sure when he finds out, he's going to be probably saying, "Will, I should have listened to you." Who, who knows how many lives could have been saved? But I do think that Will's not playing long ball here. He's not waiting for 12, 15 people to to die. He just wants to figure everything out. But if there's anything he could do to stop Hannibal from killing, I'm sure he will. He could have. He could have pulled the trigger. But he when could he have. had him in the kitchen. So That's you're saying well, you're his saying, whole plan is to entice him and lure him out to kill. Well, again. this is ultimately my point. He says he's a great fisherman, and that's fine. I understand what your point of view is, mm-hmm. but that that to me. And I'm not. I'm not. I'm not seeking to quibble. All I'm trying. All I'm trying to say is that, in my opinion, you are not the shining white character that you used to be. When you know for sure that this guy is the murderer, you have the opportunity to end it, and you don't take it because you want to get to the bottom of it, or because, or because you want to have it explained, or because you want to make sure you don't have any more sacrifice as a, as, as as the character, or as 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 a guy going to jail. Whatever the case may be, you knew he was the killer, and you knew he was going to continue to kill, and you didn't kill him. I will agree with you that he's definitely going deeper down the rabbit hole. I think that's a great analogy, because Mm -hmm. really, he's going more and more into madness dealing with this. But I also feel that there's something to be said for killing him outright right now, without any proof, puts him back in prison, and probably gets him crazier than ever. Everyone just thinks he's crazy as it is because he's, with the exception of Jack, who's starting to believe him, everyone else thinks that Hannibal is a perfectly righteous citizen. And if Will does that, sure, he gets some satisfaction in killing Hannibal, and he knows it, and Hannibal, without saying it, has pretty much said, okay, let's not lie to each other anymore. We just won't say the truth. Mm -hmm. Uh, with, With the exception of that, between the two of them, Will has really no other confirmation about this. And if he got thrown into prison for killing a man just because he knows in his mind that this man has done wrong and nobody else agrees with him... Would you really want to be stuck in jail for the rest of your life and have your best well, friends let, not talk to you? Let me ask you a question. This, is, a, this, is, the, this, is, the, the, this is the classic dilemma from World War II, from Vietnam, I would imagine from Iraq right now. Yeah. If a grenade rolls in, right, your enemy throws a grenade in, you've got 15 or 20 guys around it, mm-hmm. they're trained to jump on the grenade. That's the term. That's where it comes from. That's why we talk about it with a wingman. Jumping on a grenade. Jump on the grenade. Got it. Now, the question is... This I love is how you put wingman in there. Well, that's what we call it. I know. When, when you're operating all, as a wingman and you're forced, Jersey Shore in here. When you're know? forced to go talk to somebody who is less than pleasant, <laughs> you're it. jumping on the grenade. It, so, uh, so the question is, it, 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 it is, it is a, it is a moral question. You are obligated morally. Now, this is what this is what obviously taught. I have no idea how this works in practice. I have no clue. But I'm saying. Intellectually, we are instructed, jump on the grenade, you'll save 14 guys, you'll take the hit. One guy, one guy goes down, 14 people get saved. So that is the, that is the question. Now, Will was, Will was given the grenade. It was rolled in. He chose not to jump on it. This is my point. Yes, but everybody knows where the grenade is coming from. 
Everybody knows yeah. who the enemy is. Everybody knows who the enemy is. So Your what? wingman knows who the grenade is, and everybody else knows who the grenade is. So you're saying is. at this point that, that Hannibal can't kill anybody because... I'm saying at this point that nobody else other than Will knows who the grenade is. Well, who that's knows the, well, if well, we're calling well, Hannibal again, a grenade. Just and for you're sake actually of opening, And you're actually opening the door for people to say, oh, well, I think, I think Julia did something wrong. I could just kill her, and even if I go to jail, I was right to do that. I wouldn't do that, though. <laughs> I wouldn't. Only because only she's so lovely. And wait, wait, sparkling? You were sparkling. And you're pretty. And you were sparkling. And that would be reason not to kill my you. My point That is, would be in my pro column. <laughs> and the con column would be something completely different. My point is this. Aside from whether or not Julia... Is lovely, and you are. Thank you. For uh, I, I think if you're on YouTube, just look at her. She looks it. lovely. Just show, I think, show a photo of her, Steve. Just show her. She's there right she here. Is. She's right there. Hi. In close up. She's gorgeous. Okay. My point is this: very simply, you are given the opportunity to end the killer. You did not take it. You are no longer a, 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 a white shining character. You okay. are now a gray character. Let's let's right. move forward. I definitely want to know if, uh, if, people, if people out on there. Yeah, let's talk about this. Yeah, YouTube, please tell us if Joe's right or wrong. Uh, I already know the answer, so I don't need that. <laughs> no, I mean, oh. no. Give us no. We'd love to hear your conversation. In fact, also, uh, if you're on iTunes, please uh, comment and rate us and mention that. Uh, we're more likely to answer if you uh, go on our YouTube page. Uh, so please, uh, please go on YouTube and look us up on After Buzz, um, After Buzz Hannibal. Uh, with so many shows we do, I actually <laughs> almost said the wrong show. Uh, right. Yeah, and of course, if you're rating us on iTunes, what number do we love? Uh, we, we do love fives. We love fives. So give us fives. We'd love that. Uh, so let's move on, actually, to the procedural part of this, because I think it definitely ends up tying in a lot with what we've been talking about with Will and Hannibal. And uh, this is actually, there were a couple I wrote in my notes at several points, ew, because there was some really gross yeah, there was a horse, moments. There was a horse with a lady in it. There was a horse that... <laughs> That was the horse had a lady in it, and we then and then the lady had a bird had in bird. it, live oh. bird. a live bird in it. So turducken. <laughs> oh. You know what? I wrote that as my first thought. I was like, oh, this is this is this is this murder turducken. Uh, there once was a lady who swallowed a fly. Mm. <laughs> and uh, all bad, right? <laughs> all bad. So yeah, so we uh, were at a stable and we discover a horse that had given birth to a, to a stillborn, a stillborn two days two days prior. And uh, when the veterinarian, I guess, was there, he discovered that there was still something inside this horse. Well, she's still pregnant. And there was, and nope. the horse was stitched up. So stitched up with a human inside. And uh, very, very interesting. And I, then, I must say that the, the murderers on this show are always so unbelievably hardworking. Awesome. You know, not only do you, do you, do you kill someone, then you, you lug them into the thingy-dingy, you lug them into the stall, and then you kill the horse, then you cut open the horse, then you remove all the horse's organs, then you stick the lady in the horse, then you put the organs back, <laughs> then you stitch up the horse. Yes. There's well, was, so much going on. It was an effort to bring her back to life, in essence. Oh, sh- I forgot there. about the bird. First, you put a bird. How did you get the bird? Well, back? we didn't discover the bird. They didn't see any. I mean, they would have seen stitches or something. How right? did you get the bird how underneath her, her breastbone? We didn't get there. It was disgusting. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> how do you do that? Do you do that the same way? Not maybe only, the same way that Hannibal put the ear in Will? Do not you do only it how do you do that, but let's talk about Peter for a second, played really well by Jeremy Davies. Uh, oh, wasn't he great? So he was good. amazing he in Kicked in the head, boom. So good. He was, he was someone who was kicked in the head, so he was, a little, he was a little slow, but apparently capable enough to stitch up people inside horses and put birds in, in them even. It was just a little... 
a little odd there. A little? Yeah, just a little. This was definitely not your typical tableau that we were used to seeing from some of the other killers out there. And uh, and Will actually said it really well. It, well, it was, it was, again, it was kind of like a rebirth, which I just said Will was reborn in a way. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was also grief. It was a sign of grief. Uh, as if uh, now, what ended up being interesting about this whole thing, I think when they, I, I can't remember who it was that said it. It might have been Will that ultimately said it. I guess the woman would have been born eventually because of the gases. It would be a coffin, a death. coffin, death. A coffin, coffin birth, birth. Yeah. coffin, coffin birth. birth. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. So I guess the plan was to first of all give her a heartbeat. It re-impregnate the horse with her dead body, her mm-hmm. already dead body, mm-hmm. and then let. Biology and nature take its course, and I guess uh, gases would would, would build push because her as we out yes, eventually as we, with the decomposing body. I, you know, it's a terrible way to say it, but rebirth her. Yeah, you you you, you birth farted. You're just gonna you're gonna <laughs> enough gas is gonna is gonna expand that, that that you're gonna. And again, really interesting that Peter knows all this stuff and is like, oh, she's gonna get born again. <laughs> he considers himself a healer. I, I guess he does consider himself a healer. It was a it was a very very interesting tableau. He had quite the menagerie going on there, yeah, didn't he? Uh, menagerie, absolutely. One thing that I want to say that was really interesting, too, about this whole case is when Zeller and Price were um, right before the bird was discovered and they were looking over the the woman's body, Mm -hmm. Sarah uh, Craver, I believe her name Mm -hmm. was, uh, they were talking about – Price was talking about how awful things happen in fetuses that pretty much everyone – has possibly eaten a twin or, yeah, or apparently fought. we're not very nice. Yeah, apparently we're not very nice in the fetus. So it was a very, very interesting. I don't know if that was meant to be. I guess that was maybe meant to be a little bit of an allegory as well. But uh, but one thing that I thought was interesting is Jimmy Price admitted he had a twin, which I don't know if that's going to come into play later on. But he said pretty much everyone's uh, who's who's been born has eaten a twin, except for me. I have mine still. You know, oh, that's right. He did. Yeah, he said I still have mine though. So I, I thought oh. that was a really interesting look at Mr. Price because we don't really mm. know too much out of. Of all of the uh, characters in that office, I feel like Scott Thompson's phenomenal, but we haven't really learned much about him other than his little fun banter with Zeller from time to time, Price and Zeller. So I got a little glimpse into uh, Zeller. Is it Zeller or Zellner? Zeller. Zeller, sorry. Zeller as well when he sought, uh, sought Will out and apologized. Which I think is, is, is a, a good thing because I, he's I been so that. quick to flip on everybody. They're, the evidence guys are, are, to me, the most uh, – it, it's so funny how quick they flip. Yeah. Go, like evidence right. – you're out. Mm. Did the same thing with Chilton. He's it. Yeah. So quick to judge for a scientist, don't you, you think? Know? They never but I learn. guess it's like, yeah, they never learn. It's like, oh, I know the facts. Got it. I Slam got dunk. It. You're Wrong done. again. What? Oh, that's impossible. You're gone. <laughs> so, anyway, let's talk more about this whole Peter thing because I think it's really interesting. Uh, Will, after talking to Peter, I think he's gotten really, really sympathetic toward Peter. Figured out that Peter couldn't have been the killer, but Peter definitely knew who the killer was. Mm-hmm. And uh, the trail ended up going to his social worker, uh, and his social worker's name is Clark Ingram. Mm. And I actually had the name of the actor for that. If I have to pull it up, but uh, but again, really well done, and and a mirror for anything else, an absolute mirror to Will and Hannibal's relationship, in the sense that I think Will actually said it when he was talking to, um, yeah, he was like, "This is a man in position of trust." And he's betrayed that trust. Uh, I know, and then he said, "I know what it's like to point at a killer and have no one listen." When Peter was didn't want to admit right. who it was because he felt people were going to think he's crazy as well. So can I can I tell you that I had an odd response to that line? I actually well, shut up, Will. That was literally what I said. Mm-hmm. I, it seemed it seems like a whiny line almost at, that, at some point. I, you know, and it seemed like like Jack had a similar response. You pointed at the wrong person. Shut the hell up. Just, <laughs> just stop bringing it up every five minutes. But uh, oh yeah, and also. Again? 
yeah. I, I think I, I made this point a little bit earlier. Again, that their little confrontation with Hannibal st- standing silently <clears throat> in the middle while they argued a little bit over him. Yeah. Um, it, it seemed a little contrived on on the parts of Jack and Will. Like, they're purpose, purposefully saying these things in front of right. Hannibal. Hmm. Yo, you felt it was a plan. I do. Just just like they did at dinner. You know, just like they did in front so of Hannibal. So you think that they're setting him up? Just give him a false sense of security when Got it comes so, so, to Jack. So that he's comfortable that Jack is not interested, but Jack is interested. I think yes. I, Got I feel like that's coming more from Will. I, again, I feel like Jack is still a little cautious, but he's playing along. But, I mean, if you go back to that very first scene, you know, you, you hook him all at him. All and him. Mm-hmm. He seemed very open to this idea. That's an interesting way to look at it. I will say, I also want to say a couple Thank other you. lines uh, that Will said to Peter that I thought were interesting. Do you have a shadow? Someone only you can see. Someone you considered a friend. He made you feel less alone till you saw what he really is. Yeah. Which I thought, actually, when he said he made you feel less alone than when you saw what he really is was interesting because Hannibal actually brought that back toward the end of the episode when he said, you're not alone, Will. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. You're not in the dark. I'm with you, I think he actually said. Uh, which is really, really interesting. Again, this ended up being a really interesting mirror between the two of, the, two of them. And this, Peter was really, Ingram was Hannibal to Peter. He was his yes. Hannibal. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We all, we all can agree with that. Uh, and I just loved how Ingram dealt with Peter as well, because that showed pretty much what Hannibal did to Will in a way. He put the blame onto Peter and made Peter feel like it was all his fault because of his condition, because of right. his own mental condition. So, uh, again, I, I thought it was a perfect, perfect mirror. Well, unfortunately, we don't have too much more time to talk about this, but I definitely wanted to just hit on that ending again, just because I really think it's important that Hannibal... Hannibal will definitely have this new relationship, this relationship where they're not really saying exactly the sins that they've created to each other. But Hannibal can really talk to Will in a certain way. But at the same time, uh, he, he told Will at the end, I could never predict you. You know, it, it's... Uh, well, yeah, he said, you know, he, the butterfly can go in the, in, in, in the chrysalis, but when it comes out, you, know, you can never predict what it's going to do. Yeah. I could whisper through the chrysalis. Also. Oh, I could whisper, whisper through yeah. the chrysalis. Yeah. I could whisper so through it, but what what uh, hatches follows its own nature, and it's beyond me. And then he had that that look of of pride. Mm. He did. That's his, what I'm saying. Like his, a proud his papa. Frankenstein monster. A you proud know? papa. That's what Frankenstein monster. Like. Like I know. Mon- he's, he's, he feels a sense of pride and admiration, not only for Will, but for his that own scene, work. That scene. I mean, for, from Hannibal's point of view, it all. You know, the, the build on that scene was just until that hammer came down. He stopped that hammer with his thumb, but. That was the deciding moment. He's unleashed in Will what he wanted to unleash, hmm. and he's got him out. Not it's cold blooded. It's not like like from last season where it was a life and death. Got to do something. This was a cold blooded, decided murder. Hmm. He's right there. But do you he, know what was interesting? Sorry to cut you off. He stopped, or he wanted to stop uh, Peter from killing Ingram, and he said. When 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 Peter said he deserves to die, Will said to him, "Yes, he deserves to die, but you didn't deserve to kill him." Right. Mm. But then he just turns around. Is it so he could save Peter from himself and do it for him because he's already crossed that threshold? I think There's that's no part of it. I, I think he was trying to sacrifice himself for for the sake of Peter. But it was amazing that we thought Peter killed Ingram, and then that was another ear moment right there when Aww. when. <laughs> Yeah, when you have a live man who's just waking up, <laughs> ripping open the stitches of that horse. And he pu- and I love that they had him puke up some sort of liquid. Oh. I was like, oh, there was liquid involved. This I bet Joe Braz can relate to how he emerged. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure, absolutely. Hopefully, hopefully Braz will, will, will peel his way out of that horse <laughs> later on this afternoon. 
So uh, you know, one thing we didn't talk about is, is Will saying to uh, to Peter, "I envy you your hate. It makes it easier to know yes. how you're supposed oh. to feel yes, when yes, you know how yes. to feel." That was a beautiful line too, and, and which says he's, he's still conflicted about Hannibal. Mm. So I mean, I, I think that's also part of what's going on. I think Will has some bizarre affection toward Hannibal still. I think so too. Well, Will's still under his spell. He's still under his spell. Oh, and, and and Hannibal still is pulling the strings, even though he admittedly doesn't know exactly what Will's going to do. He definitely has control over Will. Yeah. So with four more episodes, about four more episodes left this season, uh, it still seems there will be a lot to go go on right now. I mean, like I said, it's a bit of a reset button. Will seems to know what's going on. But let's move on to predictions. Ooh. And now, Perfect timing. You're after Buzz TV. So let's go with beauty before age. So let's go with Julia. Mm, you're so sweet, Nando. <laughs> um, well, I already made one of my predictions was that uh, being that Hannibal is um, saving Will's first kill, and he will be constructing that for him. Mm-hmm. Um, who that first kill is, I'm not sure. Maybe Alana. God, I hope Maybe. so. Wow. Um, and I also think that that Hannibal is coming from. A place since he can't kill right now mm-hmm. of those who can't do teach and so I think he's <laughs> grooming Will for that mm. and I think he we, we didn't even get a chance to talk about this new character Margot mm-hmm. and what's that uh, yeah her. we didn't and I wanted to I but I'm sure she's definitely we'll see lots of her and her brother coming up soon with I cannot his wait tear for flavored Pitt. martinis and again her brother wait. being and her brother being bad it seemed like a similar little mirror oh, yeah, right there a, this is a character from the novel so we're very much so looking forward to the introduction. <laughs> of my sounds, best friend, Michael Pitt. Oh my God, sounds good. Now your turn, Joe. Um, I, I, yeah, for me, it's it's about Alana Bloom. I, she can't be long for this earth, if only because she's so damn irritating right now. And what is she? Um, she's bugging me. She's stigmatized. She's stigmatized like a <laughs> maniac. And Bringing I've never, it back. I have never seen that level of stigmatization. She is hashtag stigmatized. Oh boy. Uh, I, and, I'm owning and, it. And, and, and not for anything, only, only qualm I have about this episode is that damn sex scene that was so bizarre. Like, oh, that was. Flippin' film school weird sex scene. Did yeah. not enjoy it. Um, but uh, I think Alana Bloom has to get whacked. And uh, and I think that, that I like your idea that maybe Will's going to do it. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I disagree she- with you. I completely disagree. I do not. I think she is the only really you know leading woman in this show. So whether you love her or hate her, she's still going to be part of a triangle. I can't see her dying anytime soon. I can see her in danger. I just can't see her dying anytime soon. I'm going to say that based on that first scene from the first episode, because we're definitely getting close to where Jack gets to discover something about Hannibal, I'm going to say that the reason why he's there at dinner is because Will does something reprehensible that that he finally discovers when he sees Will actually kill somebody that it's Hannibal's fault and he's there to arrest Hannibal as maybe an accomplice to Will. He doesn't think maybe he will uh, that Hannibal's the the ripper, but he definitely knows something. He's done something to Will. So you think Jack's going to arrest Hannibal based on the fact that Will did something to somebody else? Yes, that's do what I'm going to say. Hannibal, do you think Hannibal gets arrested at the end of the season? Based on what I saw, I don't think so, but I think Hannibal's on the run by the end of the season. Well, you have to be, because, well, you may, either he's on the run or he's arrested because Silence he of the stabs. Lambs isn't for another couple of. Uh, but you have uh, Red Dragon coming up, that comes first. Yeah, that comes first. And you straight up stab Jack in the neck. And I, had to, I had to implore to the people out there, please keep watching the show. It's still kind of on the bubble right now. It yeah. hasn't been officially renewed, so please watch I, it. Tweet like crazy. Yes, tweet, tweet, tweet. Friends. I think we're going to so get the dilemma with, with Will where he's going to have to either save Jack or he's like, save Jack and catch Hannibal or save Blue. We're going to have a little, uh, little Sophie's Choice action going on. Choice. <laughs> I, think, I think we're going to get that. And unfortunately, Joey's going to save Bloom. He's going to save Bloom. Sorry, Joe. Because the plan's going to be for Jack was waiting for Will's backup to be caught. In the, you know what? Me. You get Bloom, I get Natalie Z. So there you go. For the that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Where can we find do, do you? I, do I get poor Will? 
you got poor Will. Where, <laughs> poor Will. Where, where can we find you, Mr. Basil? Uh, you can find me on the on the Twitter. It's Joe Flippo, J-O-E-F-L-I-P-O. And my uh, my website is josephsanflippo.com. Lovely Julia Carley. Where can I find uh, you? You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram with my name, which is Julia Carley, J-U-L-I-A-C-E-A-R-L-E-Y. And please follow me. If uh, Joe Braswell is not seeing double, you can uh, always tweet at him at Joe K. Braswell. Hashtag claw out of the horse, Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nandovel, N-A-N-D-O-V-E-L, and here on AfterBuzz for a bunch of shows with these guys, like Following, Blacklist, Bates Motel with you and Joe, I Do Orphan Black, and otherwise, tune in next week for another episode of Hannibal. Thank you very much for tuning in. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 